Hello and welcome to the Hiring Enablement Podcast. My name is Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven, a global recruiting partner that guarantees right first-time hiring. In today's episode, we're going to talk about strategies for driving diversity and inclusion in traditionally non-diverse sectors. And I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Pilby, the EMEA I Talent Acquisition Leader at Ingersoll Rand. Andy, welcome to the podcast and wondered if you could give a short overview to the listeners on your career, your current role, etc. Hi, Gavin, and thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so to give you a background about myself, um, I've got far too many years uh, of experience in both uh, external recruitment and also now in obviously the talent acquisition side of it. I started my recruitment career uh, recruiting engineers, then moved around doing such things as uh, facilities engineers, uh, moved into uh, media sales and recruitment on that side, and then recruiting recruiters. And I now feel like I've moved back home uh, recruiting for the engineering sector again. Uh, my role itself covers the whole of the EMEA region. So that's Europe, Middle East, India and Africa. Uh, we've got, I believe it's 17 or 18 different countries. We have manufacturing sites in across that region. Uh, and I've got a team that helped me recruit everything from uh, the uh, sort of general maintenance engineers right the way up to finance controllers, HR people, uh, and senior roles within the group as well. Fantastic. Good. So busy person and I appreciate your, your time on, on today. I mean, I think, you know, I mentioned at the start, today is really around almost the, the kind of breaking the barriers and what strategies are, are used to really drive diversity and inclusion in environments that traditionally have been non-diverse and I think in your experience it'd be good just to understand you know what do you think HR and TA leaders can do to attract that diverse talent into those kind of traditionally non-diverse sectors? Uh, a lot of it is actually taking it back to the very basics um, it's one of the things that we've started to implement across not just our region across the whole group we're looking at everything from uh, job descriptions and, and job adverts that go out not being too specific um, okay might mean you get lots and lots of applications rather than one or two but you know that that's what the TA team are there to do is to, to make sure you're you're doing your sourcing properly um, but it's looking at the wording of adverts it's making sure that you're not uh, and the obvious side of it is making sure that you're not expecting someone to be a particular type. You've got to make sure that not just the HR teams, but also the hiring managers are, are opening their eyes and being uh, very honest with actually what they need with that position. It, it's education, uh, education and positive reinforcement as much as anything as well. It's excellent. I mean, just on that point, I know, you know, in, in traditionally, Kind of let's call it for example an engineering or a manufacturing sector that it's not even resistance but it's almost what you said there where many hiring managers are looking for sector experience a similar background to, to what they've come from etc how do you drive the, the kind of change and foster that culture of more you know inclusion you know in, in sectors such as that uh positive reinforcement uh a lot of it is training um yeah. you know one of the things that we we are looking at doing is interview training and and that side of it as well um i always encourage when we're looking at hiring for positions to be realistic with what is an essential need um yeah. a lot of people uh, managers when they get to their roles have got to the position that they're in because they've had good managers that have taught them um it's now to pass that knowledge on um you know when they 
moved into their position, they probably didn't have 100% of the skills that were needed to yeah. take on that role. So that's what a good manager does. I know I've had good managers in the past that have taught me how to do things. And I'm still learning as I go from, again, equally good managers where I am at the moment. Um, and that's what a manager does. They, they pass on their experience. They pass on their knowledge. Um, and that's one of the things you have to make sure that when you start off right from day one, from getting that brief, what is an absolute essential that this person must have? Uh, what else can we train? What can we develop them into? It's a really good point. I've never thought of that. I mean, you're right. There's a many man people in manager roles just now who probably didn't have everything they have now you know when they when they got the role it's a really good point um and, and i think you know the, the next piece for me was really around is there any initiatives or let's say successful case studies or, or situations where you know you could see that that's really drove best practice in terms of bringing diversity into the organization yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, a lot of it is that communication side of it, starting from uh, you know changing uh, a six-page job description that you're given to advertise, you know, turning that into something that's attractive, right the way through to making sure that you're uh, giving managers the time to get a good recruitment pot, as it were, of candidates, yeah. rather than just you know rushing to recruit the first person. Yes, obviously. Um, you know, the role is very important to make sure we get filled quickly, but it's also to make sure that you get the right person. And by giving it a good set time to to attract the right number of candidates, um, I think it's been proven previously that um, you know, most male candidates will uh, look for the one-click apply, click, 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 and apply and apply and apply, um, not necessarily even read the job advert and they will just apply to the job title uh, and, uh, you know, and and the location. Whereas um, the, a lot of female candidates will take a lot more time looking over the job description. Do they feel they can do it? Maybe have a couple of days, think about it, um, put the effort into maybe even doing a, a cover letter to go with the role as well. So again, a lot of it is managing the hiring manager's expectations. So we've done that previously. Um, and then making sure that we are taking on the person that's, yes, right for now, but also is going to be right for the future because it's all very well having someone that can step right into that job now, but in six months' time, will they be bored? Will they still be challenged? That's that's what you've got to look for is not necessarily the right person for today. Are they going to be the right person for tomorrow and next year? Yeah, no, excellent. Really good point. I mean, I guess another area I was keen to just address was really around the kind of data collection, the analytics, the looking at the insights. And, and again, in your experience, you know, what ways do you think data and analytics can be leveraged to really track that progress and make sure that an organization is, and, and at the end of the day, it's a journey, right? You know, these, these, these breaking these barriers aren't going to be an overnight, you know, solution, but, you know, making sure that, you know, the, the organization is progressing in, in the right direction. Well, one of the ways is making sure that you have uh, used data to, actually analyze exactly who is coming in through the door to actually sit in front mm -hmm. of your managers you know we we always try and make sure we have a uh, a diverse slate of interviews for yeah. uh for particularly for senior level roles but mm -hmm. um we actually look across my team we we look across doing that for all positions try and make sure that you know we are getting 
people in front of the hiring managers. If you're not doing that, you you're never you're never getting past that first step. You're never going to uh, never going to succeed. So um, yeah, we we try and make sure we're getting a good diverse set of applicants for starters, mm-hmm. and then seeing if we can then make it at the interview stage doing exactly the same thing. I mean, we're measuring um, our hires. We use uh, we use a, a platform called Tableau where we we manage our you know, we we can actually see the results that we're getting from that um, mm-hmm. and actually measuring that has been very very positive. It, it certainly keeps you focused on that. Um, yeah. And we've actually seen the last twelve months we've seen a, a good positive increase, not just a at senior level, which is something that obviously we have been looking at. Mm-hmm. But that's also therefore had a knock-on effect at all levels of our hiring. Um, yeah. You know, across the EMEA region, our uh, our percentage of hires in an engineering firm, which is, uh, you know, as you say, it's not your traditional, uh, it's not your traditional field for that. Yeah. Um, we've gone from, I believe it was something around about the 20, 18 to 20% across all of our uh, all levels to we're at nearly 26% we're we're recruiting at at the moment so it's good it could be better yeah and again it's a journey you know I mean I think you know we, we speak to a lot of different organizations who are at different stages but you know our view is as long as they're progressing in the right direction you know that's the that's the first positive sign maybe just taking that then I mean I think you know there's no doubt that leadership play a critical role in making sure that you know, the, the, the diversity and inclusion agenda is driven correctly, you know, and consistently across the business. But, you know, what do you think um, leaders can do, you know, whether it be HR and TA leaders or business leaders to make sure that that is, you know, the, the wider business is getting educated? Absolutely. And, and absolutely is most definitely lead from the front. Um, mm-hmm. Myself and my team, obviously, we are a, a very forefront of the recruiting. So we have we are very much shown to do that. But we have diversity and inclusion groups um across the region um a lot of the hr teams are involved in that but one of the key things that we have is the majority of our very senior business leaders are actually sponsors for uh for those inclusion groups um Mm -hmm. we also uh get encouragement from them so for example we partner with the women engineering society in the uk um Mm -hmm. We've been to a number of their events. We get, you know, we use advice from them on how to how yeah. to do it as well. And that's something that again, the uh, business leaders have encouraged us to look into areas and that such as that. So we're now following that in the UK. Uh, the French uh, also have it in France and Germany are also looking into it as well. So it's something that is very positively looked at, and you know, that has been not necessarily pushed from. Uh, from the senior management, but but has certainly been encouraged. I mean, I think it's interesting. We see again across our clients, in particular in Europe, that we know there's some legislation changes happening just around you know percentages of workforces being diverse. So you know that this this agenda is not going to go away, and I think it's really just going to continue to increase, and rightly so. Um, but it's it's great to hear what you and Ingersoll Rander are doing. Maybe just to to close off then in 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 your TA journey. You know, and, and for the listeners and other listeners to the podcast, what would be your either biggest learning from a TA perspective or what advice would you share with other TA leaders, either in the diversity journey or just generally in the hiring landscape today? Uh, get involved and be seen. 
Um, yeah. I, it's, it's very, very strange. It's something I've become, I was always interested and always pushed it and always, because uh, I've always worked in incredibly diverse work, workforces um, and, and across different areas. But um, when I joined Ingersoll Rand, you know, one of the things I didn't really fall into, but I ended up joining in with the women inclusion groups and, and, and that sort of side of it. And use other people's experiences, use their knowledge, um, mm -hmm. get involved in it. I love being involved and, and seeing what's been happening across the group, across, across the company mm -hmm. with what we're doing on that side of it. It's something I incredibly strongly believe in. I've, uh, you know, got very very strong uh female characters in my life um my wife is one of the strongest most positive female characters i i know um i've got an incredibly positive successful female line manager um you know it's taking experiences from them and their guidance and knowledge and just be open to everything you possibly can to try and bring into a, a positive out outcome yeah excellent super that's been excellent andy really good insights i mean the one thing that's, that's stuck in my mind is you know when a manager is hiring they're probably looking for skills that they didn't have at, their, at that point in, in their journey and it's a really interesting point that you make there so something i'm definitely taking away and um, so thanks to our listeners i hope you've enjoyed the, the episode please do feedback if you've got any specific topics that you would like me to, to discuss in future please let me know but most importantly thanks to andy for your time i really appreciate you being on the podcast thank you very much for having me thanks andy